Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a couple moments and relax. Take a deep breath if you need to. Just put aside anything you're worried about or even thinking about, if you can. If you're driving, keep driving. But pay attention to what the Lord is saying to you, what he's drawing your attention to. We've talked before about how we're all on our own path that God has created for us. And what we're talking about may not be for you right now. It's much more important that you pay attention to what God himself is revealing to you, what his draw is, where he's meeting your needs. The abilities in your soul aren't going to go away. Now, most of us have lived our lives, our whole lives, without ever understanding, acknowledging, experiencing our abilities that we have in our soul. So putting off using them isn't going to hurt anything. You're not going to lose ground. So we never want to approach learning something about God through desperation. He doesn't hold it against you that you are where you are, that you're in the situation you're in. There are no surprises. He doesn't go, oh, my gosh, I didn't see that coming. He never says, wow, how did, the, how did she get into that situation? There are no surprises for him. And what's even stranger is there's no surprises for who you truly are, who you are as a spirit being. Now, there's lots of surprises for your soul and probably some for your, your physical body as well but not for who you are, not as a spirit. Because your spirit knows everything about you, about your past, your present, your future, your wounds, your needs. Every question you have, your soul has the answer to it. We're in the process of Restoring our soul to the place where it can receive what it needs from our spirit. Because God is there. God desires to meet your needs. We don't have to talk him into it. Now, there's a couple of questions that we want to look at. I'm going to try to do it quickly. But... 
one of the questions that always comes up is this notion of, excuse the expression, spiritual maturity. And we do have a tendency to consider that those people who have their their supernatural gifts, their solical gifts activated and working are somehow more spiritually mature. And we want to look at that from two different aspects. First, the whole concept of spiritual maturity. What does that mean? Can you grow spiritually? Or would it be better to say our soul is becoming freer to be joined to our spirit? It's not about spirit. It's not about maturity. Maturity implies growing up, getting older, benefiting from learning from our experiences. So there's Ways that in our, as we are working on our soul, we are changed into the likeness that God is now. Really, maturity. Or is it more we are returning to the identity that we originally had? So if you go out in the rain, after it's rained, and there's mud all over, and you go put your boots on and you go tromping through the mud and you get mud all over your shoes, your boots, and before you come in and you notice how gunky they are, they're covered with mud. So before you come in, you wash the mud off. So you're back to having nice, clean boots. Did your boots mature? No, they're they're your boots. They did what they're supposed to do. They protected your feet from the mud. And when you got muddy, you washed the mud off and restored the boots to the way they looked before they before you went trouncing through the puddles. They didn't change at all. The soul God gave you is the soul he wants you to have. The essence of your soul isn't going to change. It's the same way we could talk about being wounded. Say you get a a scratch. That doesn't change. Say you get a scratch on your arm. That doesn't change the nature of your arm. You put ointment on it and you put a band-aid on it and your body heals. And then you take the band-aid off and you can't even see that there was a scratch there. Do you say your arm matured? No, it returned to its original state. So however your soul is now is not your true the soul's true state. Your soul 
believes lies. Your soul is wounded. Your soul has coping mechanisms to deal with its needs not being met. As God deals with that, heals us, reveals the truth, restores our relationship between our soul and our spirit, there's no maturity there. There's a restoration of our soul to its original state of being. So it's not your soul growing up. It's certainly not your spirit growing up. Your spirit is eternal. Your spirit is life, God's life. Your spirit doesn't change, doesn't grow up, doesn't become closer to God. Your spirit, that which is born of the spirit, is spirit. You are one with God in your spirit right now. And you're never going to get closer to him in your spirit than you are right now. You're one with him. Now we can talk about maturity in our bodies, but that has more to do with age. You can talk about, oh, that's a mature person, because that person might have, be obviously have lived a long time. Now that doesn't mean anything about whether they act mature. They can be just as childish and be 100 years old. doesn't mean much other than they have lived a long time. That's not maturity either. And we're not going to talk about emotional maturity, different levels of, or aspects of our soul. We're not going to get too involved in that other than that to say that those are all aspects that as we, as God changes the environment of our soul and meets the needs of our soul, our soul gets its needs met through our spirit and is returned to its original state. Now, on the other hand, now hopefully that, that clears up that aspect of it, but on the other hand, most Christians go through this life without allowing God or resisting God's desire to change their soul. They like their soul just the way it is and resist his healing, his truth, his direction, his presence. It, it's not that they're immature. It's just they want to maintain control. Now we can say, oh, that's very immature of them. But that's not really, it's, that's a colloquialism. That's a phrase we're using. It's really not, it's more like we say it, we're, we're telling them, oh, they're acting like a child. But it's not about whether they're growing up or not. And the reason the clarification becomes important is because we have this idea that if 
you know, and I'm going to use some Christian terminology here, some religious terminology. If someone is operating in the gifts of the Spirit, that means they're closer to God. And that's just not true. Because we are all equally close to God. We are all in him. If you are born again, if you've been re-spirited based on what the Son of God did 2,000 years ago with his crucifixion and resurrection, if you experience that with him, you are as close to the Father as anybody else, as Jesus himself is. You are in him. So nobody can be more spiritually mature than you. We are all in him equally. No one's closer to God or farther away. So when we talk about somebody who's active in the gifts, it doesn't mean they're closer to God. Now, there are things that it does mean, or it can mean, and we can be observant about this. And this is where it can help us be clear about our own expectations and desires. Remember that we have abilities in our soul that we have, for all intents and purposes, ignored. God is saying, I want you to stop ignoring them. I want you to start to learn the abilities that I gave you that are in your soul. Some say, well, I don't need to do that, so I'm not going to. And God says, okay. Now, some, he will develop those abilities by putting people in situations maybe where it will be drawn out of them or where their they will their other strengths will fail other things like that where they'll have to reconsider that maybe they do need to develop those abilities in the in their soul god sometimes sends a hunger and a thirst and these are The point being that God is the one who stirs us up, stirs up a desire, and then stirs up the the gifts that are there, the abilities. I'm going to start trying to remember to call them abilities because we think, when we think of gifts, it's like, okay, God gives them to us. And he did, but before we were even on this earth. They came with, when you came into your mother's womb, you had a soul. Now, I don't know when he put it in there, but let's, it's in there, and it has, it came with abilities. It's not a gift that you had to ask for and then receive. It's part of the package. Back to then, okay, the whole under, uh, whole idea of that if you are more spiritual, a better Christian, closer to God, have a better anointing, then your gifts are going to be flowing better. One of the downfalls of this and I might be hopping around a little bit here just to try to address everything is that the, is the idea that if there are if you have more gifts more abilities evident operating then you are more reliable 
You have greater power and authority. You should be listened to. And that's just not true. There may be aspects of if you have greater abilities that are operating in your life, you have perchance developed habits in your life where you have connected with God. You have a, a strong, you can hear him clearly. He is stirring up those aspects and abilities within you because you are spending time with him, because you are allowing him to heal you and free you and speak truth to you. You're allowing him to do what you want. That's going to automatically stir up those abilities within you. It's, it's going to happen. It, you may not even recognize it. You may have to, and this is part of what, why we're talking about, thinking about the kinds of thing, experiences you want from God. Very often the things you're asking, God, I want you to do this, he's already doing them. And that's why that hunger and thirst is there, because you're already experiencing it. And he wants you to know what you're already experiencing. So on the one hand, we want to recognize that there is a reward for our effort. On the other hand, we want to recognize it doesn't always mean what we think it means. You may have been seeking God about a particular aspect of, of what he's drawing you through. And and this is very often what happens in in religious circles is a person gets really good at their ability being stirred up by God in one particular area. Let's say healing. And that ability is available to God's spirit through that person's spirit to heal others. And it's wonderful. It's great that people are healed. What we as Christians often have a tendency to do is figure that, okay, since that person has the spirit of God flowing from God's spirit through their spirit, through their soul, through healing, that must mean he has the mind of Christ. He knows the future. He's has a he can discern truth. He can tell me how to live my life. He has the yes and no of every situation. And and clearly that's just not true. All he's done is in one area he has received what God has given unconditionally and let it flow through where a, a, an ability has become stirred up and is being used effectively. It does not translate into other areas of their lives. For instance, this person may start having prophetic dreams. And, and this is one of the reasons we're talking about this now, is because we're going to start asking the Lord to stir up whatever he wants. 
and gave us a hunger and thirst to draw us in the area in the direction that he wants us to go in. And that's all it takes is just what we just talked about. If you if you want that, just ask. Lord, stir up the area. Bring me into the direction. Give me a hunger and thirst for the direction you want me to go. That's as involved as it needs to get, is simply ask. Now, if you've got any questions, lay those out before him and let him answer them. And while we're talking about this particular aspect of it, besides the questions that come up, is that we don't want to misinterpret or and misapply our abilities. The abilities are already there. For instance, you know, at one point in time you went from crawling to walking. That didn't mean you could fly. Likewise, once you started walking, that didn't make you a marathon runner. It didn't make you a physicist. It just meant you could, you went from crawling to walking. So as we develop a, an ability that's in our soul, that doesn't mean that our other abilities are, are effective, are enabled. All it means is our soul is being stirred up. Now, it does very often happen that once we, once God starts stirring up our soul, and the abilities in our soul, he does it more. And then he does it more. And then he does it more. Because we, we start to get it. We start to want it. We start to become more and more available. But we never, ever want to consider that our abilities are holy or perfect, or without error. We're in process. Now, there will come a time, it's quite a ways away, I suspect, where that will be true. When God's spirit is flowing through our spirit and flowing through our soul and flowing through our body, where there is no interruption of flesh or any inter, any intrusion or obstacle that prevents or affects the flow of the Spirit of God through us. And if we want to see what that looks like, that would be Jesus. When he was walking around on this earth, his abilities in his soul there were he had no shadow of turning he had no flesh he was fully and completely god he received his father through his spirit through his soul out through his body there was no interference but so far he's the only one so you and i until we get to that place we're not going to be able to say that, okay, I've got this ability perfected. Or since I've got this ability ability working to this percentage, that means 
that everybody has to listen to me about this other ability. That if I'm if I'm accurate, if I can heal people, my dreams must be a reflection of God's mind. And and this is where we want to we're we're still learning. We're always going to be learning. It doesn't transfer over if you're stirred up in one area that and even stirred up in another area accurate in one area even accurate in another area doesn't mean that you're more mature more blessed more pleasing to god more honorable it doesn't really mean anything other than you're being stirred up On the other hand, we also recognize that that experience, having those abilities stirred up, does take effort. Effort on your part, effort on my part. So when you or I or someone does start having those abilities stirred up, and goes through the process of trial and error, making a mistake, taking the risks, doing the hard work, doing what's necessary, what God puts in front of us, for each one of us as an individual, as we start pursuing and doing the homework, taking the tests, again, making the mistakes, we often learn far more from mistakes than we do by doing things right. That process is valuable to us. It's part of our learning, not maturing, but learning. And God changes our soul as we go show up for school. We do the homework. We take the tests and we we listen to our coach, our guidance counselor. We go through this process. What's the first thing we learn? Every everything that come up, we go to God. Lord, is that you? Lord, what am I supposed to do with this? So even if we don't equate a stirred-up ability with being more anointed or more special or more loved of God, we do recognize and honor the effort that goes into it. So I want you, as you move forward from here, you are going to be putting in work and effort and making mistakes and and putting yourself out there and making taking risks give yourself credit for that recognize none of us likes to change we don't want to change we want to have control of our lives and what you're doing by pursuing this direction letting god be the god you're letting Go of control. It's not that God is going to love you more. But you should recognize you're working hard. You, it should be an internal thing. And yes, others, others may recognize it and say, you know, good on you. Others may say, 
you know, well, I can de- I can do that. And, you know, we can talk about anointings and gifts and special, you know, when somebody prays for you and all that kind of stuff, we'll probably do that down the road. But there's the difference between misinterpreting someone who's operating in the gifts as they're special and recognizing that somebody's operating in the gifts that they have worked hard. They have done their due diligence. They have been faithful to what the Lord has shown them to do. Just as I've known people who've been very good writers and very one was a very good musician. And they we'd all joke about how after a you know, um after a ministry people would come up and they'd want them to lay their hands on them and impart the gift of writing or the gift of music. And everybody, we would just all sit around and laugh because they think that just by laying on of hands, you're going to be able to, to do what someone has taken 30 years to do, to learn how to do, to make the mistakes, to put the effort in. But when you do do that, recognize that is good on you. That is doing well. It's not that God loves you more or that other people are going to love you more, but that is exactly what it takes. It's you being diligent with what God tells you to do, pursuing what he lays before you to do. So I didn't get to all the questions and well, we'll see how much we need to talk and fill in any any misconceptions or um, any anything that I might have confused anyone more. So drop me a line at diane at therainersclub.org or through Blog Talk Radio. There's also a contact form on the website if you want to use that. Otherwise, we will be getting back together again the same time next week. Until then, thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.